Welcome to Bookstore Explorer, the show where we go behind the shelves with indie booksellers to find out what makes independent bookstores such magical places. I'm author and bookseller Matt Browning, and today I'm heading south to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. My guest is Courtney Horniak, owner of The Bookworm in Myrtle Beach. And this is kind of cool because we were just down there visiting Myrtle Beach, and you know, you pull up your phone and you look for bookshops, and I found The Bookworm, headed right over there, and Courtney was fantastic. The shop was wonderful. And, uh, you know, I went in with my spiel and said, I do this podcast. It's about bookshops. How would you like to come on? And she said, sure. Um, so it's really great to uh, to learn more about her shop. And I hope that you enjoy it as much as I do. And by the way, I mentioned it during the show, but I bought this gorgeous book lamp from Courtney's shop and follow us on Instagram and I will post some pictures of it. Um we also talk about tattoos today, so I don't know. Maybe I'll share my tattoo with you guys, too. So come along as we go bookstore exploring. Courtney, welcome to Bookstore Explorer. It's really good to uh, to hear from you. We just met recently. We did. We did. You stopped by when you were on vacation. So we were down in the Myrtle Beach area. And as listeners of this show know, anytime I go anywhere, you know, instead of looking up restaurants, I look up the nearest bookshop. And that's how I found you. And I loved it. Oh, thank you. No problem. So so we'll just dive right into it here. The first thing I like to do at the beginning is have the guests walk us through your shop, kind of describing what it looks like and feels like so that our listeners who have not visited you before can get, kind of get a feel for the vibe. Okay, sure. Um, So we are in a plaza across from a high school and on a major road in Myrtle Beach. Um, we're about 1,400 square feet. We have light sea green walls and natural wood bookshelves um, and a terribly ugly vinyl floor that I hope no one really notices. I didn't, if that helps okay. make you feel any better. <laughs> when you stare at something all day, every day, you start to yeah. pick up on what's terrible, you know, and I hate our floor. But besides <laughs> that, um, we have shelves lining both ends of the store. And in the middle, we have our horizontal shelves to try and make the best use of the space. And we have our checkout desk over on the right-hand side, and it's underneath um, a really cool lighted marquee sign with our little bookworm logo on it. Her name is Ophelia. Um, we also have on top of the shelves a lot of book lamps, which my husband makes, which are super cool to decorate the store with. So, yeah, I mean, we are in a cute little strip mall. We're with a ton of different popular restaurants. So we get a lot of foot traffic, which is really great. When I was there, you were just celebrating your five-year anniversary. So walk us, take us back to the beginning. When did you open and what inspired you to do so? Sure. So we opened June 2018. Um, honestly, me and my husband had been, we'd moved to Myrtle Beach in 2010. We were kind of at Lucens. We both left professional jobs. We're both from Pittsburgh. And we came down here and I'd been working at a hotel. He had been doing some online work. And then we both went back to restaurants, which 
was just, it's, it's just a lot, especially down here in a tourist town. Mm-hmm. We had actually ended up pipelining out west. And we had done that off and on for about four or five years. So we went to North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, and we were at one of our jobs. And after a couple of glasses of wine, I said to my husband, you know, I would love to open a bookstore. And he just didn't even flinch. He's like, okay, how are we going to do this? Two years later, we opened the bookworm. So I take it you had no, you know, book selling experience before this. Is that correct? None. None at all. I've always been a huge book lover since I was little. That's something that my mom has instilled in me since I was very, very young. And my husband, I always say he's the business smart. So his background was all in accounting and business. So we were able to just combine those two and it just really worked out. So you sell used books. Where do you get your inventory and how did you, you know, accumulate one to open up with? Sure. So it took us two years to collect enough books to open the store. Um, Our goal was 25,000. And after we had decided to do this and we came home, we had been in North Dakota at the time. There was a bookstore, a used bookstore about three hours away from us that was closing and trying to sell all of their inventory literally within two weeks of us coming home from North Dakota. Mm. So it was kind of like, okay, this is our sign. So we went out there, we talked to them. Um, They had some parameters on what we would take and how quickly we had to get it out, but uh, we made it work. So we were able to start off our inventory with 10,000 books from them. How many do you carry now? Do you know? Um, We have about 20,000 inside the store. And then we have another 5,000 in our back stock which we actually turned our garage into our backup bookstore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we try to only have two or three copies of the same book on the shelves. So like tonight, I would run a report on our inventory and what we sold, and then I would check to see if we had extra copies at home. So we have about 25000 total. What inspired you to go the route of used bookshop versus a bookshop that carries only new books? I really didn't want the pressure of selling new books. We're so lucky. Um, With our inventory, all of our books are store credit. So our costs are basically just overhead, which was something. And I was so nervous about doing this to begin with, not only because we didn't have the book selling experience, but, you know, opening your own business, you know, is, is terrifying. So this just felt like an easier less stressful route to take. So, and did that did that prove to be true? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, we're actually dipping our toe into new books. We've just decided we're going to have a small curated shelf of, of new books that I want to sell that I think will be popular. So we're starting with Britney Spears' memoir. I thought that was just perfect to start off with. So we're doing pre-orders for that now and offering 10% off as an incentive because we don't typically sell used books. But so we're working on that and figuring out the titles that we want to start carrying this fall. So we're going to start off with, like I said, a small curated shelf and see how that You know, as I was browsing around your shop, I mean, you really cover the bases in terms of the genres that you have on display. What What genres tend to sell the best for you? Um, Our beach ladies sell like crazy. Um, I think it's because of our area. You know, we're in a touristy area. We're at the beach. So 
Her beach ladies, like Dorothea Benton Frank, she writes all of her books are based down here. And she has since passed away, um, but she had 20 books before she died. So she's really popular. Um, Ellen Hildebrand, Mary Alice Monroe, Mary Kay Andrews, all those fun beachy authors sell a ton. And then also the latest and greatest thrillers. Um, The really popular authors, the ones that are all over Facebook and Instagram and, you know, book talk are really what people are coming in looking for. Do you get a lot of customers who are, you know, tourists just there for vacation or is a lot of people that live in the area or maybe a good mix of the two? We do. We have a great mix of both. We have our regulars that we see all year round. Everyone from we're actually across from a high school. So we have a group of teenagers that come in about once a week. Have families that just moved to the area or have been here for a while. We have a ton of retirees that come through. Uh, we also have our snowbirds who will spend the winter down south and then the summer up north. So we get to see those every year. We have a ton of tourists every summer. I mean, the summer has been absolutely bananas, which we're so lucky for. But I'll have, you know, tourists that have been coming in since we opened five years ago, which is amazing. And they come back every summer and they're like, we're so glad you're still here. And it's so nice to see the familiar faces, even if it's just once a year. Well, I guess being in a beach town, you know, the tourist market is going to go towards, like you were saying, those beachy authors. Nobody wants to read, you know, the classics <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at the beach. Well, you know what? Actually, classics sell way more than I thought they would. Really? When we were first setting up the store, we just had a little shelf in the back. And we sell classics way more than I thought we ever would. I want to talk a little bit about, and you mentioned them already. You know, you have some other items in the store, not just the books, but I was very taken aback by these beautiful book lamps. In fact, I bought one and it's sitting in my home library right now. Right. (laughs) Tell me a little bit more. Holmes one, right? Yes. And listeners, I'll put it on our Instagram page so you can see it too. But how did the, how did the idea to offer things like that come about, especially those lamps? Tell me about how they're made and everything. Okay, sure. So my husband makes them all. Um, When we were first collecting books to open the store, we had a lot of hardback books that were donated to us that didn't have dust jackets. And because we sell a used product, I'm pretty picky about what I want to have on the shelf. So I don't have any hardbacks that don't have dust jackets on it. I don't have water damage books. I really try to keep everything looking as new and nice as possible. I mean, to the point where I have like a little sticker station to remove the stickers off the books from Gugon to a little plastic razor and paper towels. So I just really wanted everything to look as nice and new as possible. Um, So we had all these books donated that were without the dust jackets. And I didn't want to throw them away. I never want to throw away a book. So my husband started doing some research on what we could do with them. And he stumbled across a book lamp. And he had done shop class in high school and made lamps before. So he started to try it and he's really perfected it over the years. He has his own little setup and he can zip, zip, zip through a through a book lamp now in no time. He has perfected it. I have had it. I mean, I was visiting you, what, a few weeks ago and I've already yeah. had folks complimenting on how oh, unique awesome. a piece that is in the house. Awesome. I love hearing that. Well, my home library is a bit of a loosely Sherlock Holmes themed, so it, it uh-huh. fit in really, really well. Well, oh, awesome. So I'm curious about, you know, especially being in a used bookshop, 
the inventory can come and go and fluctuate. Yeah. But as the shop owner, what are some of your favorite things to read and some that you love to hand sell? If a customer comes in and says, you know, I'm I'm looking for something to read, but they don't give you much else to go on. What do you what are some of your favorites to well to I always podcast? try to get a little more information from them. Yeah. Um, what type of books do you typically like to read? And if they kind of shrug their shoulders and like, all right, well, what kind of TV shows do you like? What kind of movies do you watch? I need a little bit of direction. Um, and I love a good twisted thriller, but I'll always, if someone says that that's what they want, my next question is how dark do you want to go? Because I don't want to offend, because I read some pretty dark stuff. I don't want to offend somebody and give them something that's going to shock them and they're going to think I am a terrible person. <laughs> well, and if they want if they want that and you give them a cozy mystery, you know, you're going the other direction too. <laughs> right, right. So I try to get a little more information. Um, but I always will try to recommend somebody that isn't super hyped or all over the place so that hopefully they discover somebody new. Mm-hmm. Like I, um, if they say that they like a twisted murder mystery and they really like Karen Slaughter, my next option for them is Chevy Stevens, who I've been reading for probably 10 years now. And she's kind of an undercover author. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's somebody that I will go to recommend for that case. Um, and then we also have, when you first walk in the store, two display shelves. We have one of staff and customer recommendations, and the other one is our blind date with so if they're still not really giving me answers, I'll take them up to the recommendation shelf, which has stuff that I've read, my two employees have read, my husband's read, even my parents are up there. So I try to put stuff up there so that there's a little bit of everything for somebody. I want to go back a second. You mentioned Blind Date with a book, which I have seen you know, at tons of bookshops, and we just started doing it at my shop a few weeks ago. Okay. Oh my God, they are flying off the shelves flying off the shelves right (laughs) i had never bought i have never bought one myself i don't think i would be brave enough honestly (laughs) i don't think i would either but so they're popular for you too huh yes very very much so and i try to do um every one of the blind dates is one that i've read and really like so i won't do that unless it's something that i would recommend naked without all the coverings on it Mm-hmm. Um, I'll also do, if it is a series, I'll make sure that I write on there first in a series and it'll always be the first one. And I try to do authors that aren't really well known. So again, hopefully someone will discover somebody new. So there won't be any like Patterson or Grisham up there because I don't want to take a chance of somebody of already reading it. I mean, there's always that risk a little bit, but by trying to do authors that aren't all over the place. Hopefully we avoid avoid that. Ever flung a whodunit across the room on the grounds of incompetent sleuthing? Ian Pierce hasn't, because he's never read a whodunit in his life. He still boasts that he could solve one, though. Listen and learn as this self-appointed crime guru attempts to guide a private investigator to the truth in an original murder mystery written by Tom Knight. Welcome to The Directed Detective. Now, I'm curious, when I was, you know, 
Googling and yelping and, you know, the things we do to find the stuff we're looking for. Right. There, there weren't a whole lot of bookshops in the Myrtle Beach area. Is that? Um, there are. Is, there is are. So out? we're just really spaced out. Okay. So there is an independent um, bookstore and then a used bookstore south from us mm-hmm. out in Litchfield, which is about 25 minutes away. There's another one that's heading north that's about 20 minutes away. And then there's another one in North Myrtle Beach, which is about 30, 35 minutes. So we're pretty spaced out. Is there a, is there a sort of a, a camaraderie amongst all of you? Because I've found that in other areas where there's sort of clusters of shops. You know, there really isn't, which I'm sad to say, but we all just kind of do our own thing. Mm-hmm. So five years into this, you just celebrated, like we said earlier, your five-year anniversary. Right. Looking back, how are you feeling? <laughs> I'll just phrase it that way. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's a dream job. But I will tell you, and this is, honestly, if I had a dollar every time someone said, oh, you just must sit here and read all day. Huh? I wish. <laughs> There's so much more that goes into owning a bookstore. And being able to chit chat about books and sit there and read all day. It's it's more work than I had anticipated, but I mean, I love it. What better way to spend your day than to be around books and talking about books? I mean, it's it's a dream job. I cannot agree with you more on the, you know, <laughs> I don't know that I had this conception, but I can clearly state with all certainty that I read less now <laughs> than yeah, I did right. before I opened a shop. I get a maybe half an hour or 45 minutes in the morning, depending on how early I wake up. And that's, that's I feel like I barely read two chapters. Well, and it's tricky too. You want to stay up to date to have some books right. that you want to hand sell to people. Yeah, but if you haven't exactly. read anything. So I'm curious your take on, you know, the book business and the bookstore industry has been on a bit of an upward trajectory. It really has. I why think it's amazing, isn't it? Why do you think that is? Why do you think people are returning to this this shop small, shop independent bookstore movement? Um, the small shopping local and shopping small, I think people just really want to support their local businesses. I mean, honestly, like life is tough. We all have stuff going on and stuff to deal with. And I think the sense of community that people just really want to support local, especially since COVID and all that terrible stuff. I just, I just feel like people really want to be appreciative for the small business owners, which is amazing. Um, I really think book sales have gone up because, I mean, book talk, even though it overhypes books uh, and authors. I think that has been an absolute godsend. I mean, I have so many teenagers and 20-somethings coming in. Granted, they're all looking for Colleen Hoover, but, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm excited that they want to read. And then I always will be able to pivot because, you know, she's hard to keep on the shelf, pivot and give them something else. So book talk and social media and bookstagram have all been so instrumental, I think, in that, which is just, is wonderful. So, I mean, back in the day, reading was considered like for nerdy people. And I don't think that that's the case. anymore. I mean, people are excited to read. They're excited to post about the books they're reading. And I just, 
I think all of that factored in. And I don't think Colleen Hoover has been quite popular enough to be cycling into the used a lot just yet. I, I haven't got. Oh yeah, no, we get her. <laughs> you do we get her. Yeah, I mean she's gone the next day, but yeah. <laughs> you mentioned the pandemic. I mean, how did you how did you weather that storm, so to speak, being in a tourist community? Yeah, we were really lucky. Um, the governor shut us down for about three weeks because we weren't considered um, necessary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were still doing curbside pickup because people were bored. And I really think that either reinvigorated people's love for reading or introduced people to it because, again, we were all bored. Nobody was socializing. Half of Half of the people were stuck at home. So um, we were really lucky. We didn't have any problems. I mean, even with being closed for the three weeks, we were good. That's good to hear. Yes. So we're, you know, past five years, like we've said a few times, we're coming closer to the end of summer, I guess, and more into the holidays. But being in a beach town, <laughs> what's next for you? What What does the holiday season look like for your shop? That's usually our slowest time. So we start to slow down November. And then we pick up again mid to late January with the snowbirds. So our quiet time's coming up. And that's honestly kind of when we regroup. Because <laughs> summer's so crazy down here. That's when we get our stock, you know, fuller again. That's when we, I get a breath. That's when I get like my reading done because I'm behind on my reading challenge with Goodreads. So that's kind of when we regroup and then come up with ideas and thoughts for the next year. And then before you know it, it's the end of January and we're getting busy again. So it's probably like a little Christmas vacation for you (laughs) and your staff, I guess. It really is. It really is. And then we just start climbing up again until we hit spring break. And then from spring break, you know, end of September, it's just crazy. (laughs) So I was trolling around your website like I do when I'm getting ready to talk to a guest. and. You know, I had seen your, you know, the bookworm and your logo, and I'm curious about how you arrived at that name, but I understand that it's tied to a tattoo. It is, yeah. I've always been a bookworm. My husband's always called me his bookworm. So um, we both have a a bunch of tattoos, and I wanted to get a bookworm tattoo, and he, I kind of gave him what I was looking for, and he drew it up, and I mean, it was just, it was perfect. So Clearly, my tattoo artist did it. It wasn't my husband's <laughs> drawing, but um, yeah, a couple months later, I took it to my tattoo guy and he did it. And then when we were coming up with the bookworm, we decided just to go with that name and then use her. Like I said, her name's Ophelia. We decided to use her because we thought she was super cute. So that's fantastic. I'm with you on tattoos. My logo is a sort of more modern looking typewriter, but I have a giant uh, antique one on my arm. <laughs> Awesome. But I've yep. thought about getting my shop logo tattooed on me somewhere. I just haven't done uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. She's <laughs> on my bicep. I have people ask because they'll read it on my website. They'll ask me to see her. Sure. Show you. <laughs> I know. I kind of wish I would have uh, known before I came down there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm always told, and it's kind of the driving, you know, creative force behind this, this podcast, that bookshops are magical places. So when I say that to you, what what does that conjure for you as a bookshop being a magical place? I mean, it is. Books are just magical. They are. There's a quote, I think it's George R.R. Martin that starts off with, I have lived a thousand lives. 
And isn't that accurate? I mean, we read these books and we get so involved in the story and the characters and, you know, we cry with them, we laugh with them, we feel the same feelings they feel. And that to me is just absolutely magical, which means, you know, you walk into a bookshop that has thousands of books. How can that not be a magical place? It always boggles my mind when somebody walks out without buying anything. (laughs) (laughs) A couple of years ago, I had two two older ladies in the store and there was someone that came in, walked around and left without, without buying anything. And she turns to me and looked, she's like, how do you walk out empty handed from a bookstore? Downright un-American. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. You're the reason we're here. <laughs> exactly. I've, I don't think I've ever walked out empty handed. But when I no. see people now behind the counter and I, and I see people do it, I'm like, well, you w- went to the trouble of potentially driving here. Yeah. Coming inside, looking around. <laughs> you got to find something. <laughs> right. So before we go, tell folks where they can find you, you know, your website, social media handles and all that stuff. Yes. So we are the bookworm Myrtle Beach. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at thebookworm.mb. Um, our website is thebookwormmb.com. Um, our Etsy shop is the bookworm MB. You can find us online on all of those places. So you sell your books online too? Um, just our just our Etsy shop. We sell our book lamps. Oh, cool. Well, Courtney, it's been great to catch up with you and to learn a little more about the shop. And now that I know you're there, because, you know, Myrtle Beach is where a lot of people go for vacation, where I come from, where I live. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, next time I'm com- coming down that way, I'll be sure to stop in. That would be great, Matt. Thank you so much. It was so nice talking to you. It was nice meeting you a couple of weeks ago. And good luck with your shop, too. Thank you very much. Bookstore Explorer is produced and hosted by me, Matt Browning. Our theme music is Come Right Back to You by Max Hickson. You can follow all my bookstore explorations at bookstoreexplorer.com or on Instagram and Facebook at Bookstore Explorer. And follow us on Twitter at Bookstore EXPLR. Thanks for listening.